Okay, so hear me out. Opening skit. Two of us. Nazi Germany. Nope. <laughs> so anyway, you guys are listening to the Thought Junkie <laughs> Podcast. Welcome. I tried so hard, Max. <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm just trying to give our viewers something that they could, they can latch onto, they can relate to. Oh. <laughs> you know, and, and all of our viewers come from Nazi Germany, so. Oh. Uh, so you can only guess what we're talking about today. We're talking about the Hitler. <laughs> the Hitler. As in the Hitler. Not, not any of the other ones that people, like, gloss over. Like, we're talking about the one and only Mr. Hitler. I, I see, I see. You do Consuela like that, bro? No, I can't do that. <laughs> I'm not even going to pretend, like, pretend <laughs> I can't. Mr. Hitler. Uh, but the reason we're going to be talking about Senor Hitler, uh, Hitler OG, the MG. <laughs> He uh, most certainly used MGs, but I don't know. <laughs> uh, the reason we're talking about Hitler is because my obsession with a new Netflix series, I uh, absolutely love it. It's called Love, Death, and Robots. It's a collection of short stories uh, all pertaining to either love, death, and or robots, either one or all three. Ooh. And uh, the episode in question is called Alternate Histories. Uh, it is all about – It's the, these are all based on short stories. And so this one is based on a uh, short story. Uh, it's, it's by John Scalzi, S-C-A-L-Z-I. It's called uh, Missives from Possible Futures Number 1, Alternate History Search Results. So uh, it's all about this, uh, th- this new machine that can go back in time and take you through alternate paths in history. Mm. Uh, on the show, it showcases six alternate paths for this one episode. Uh, there's eight in the short story. And we're going to run all of them by you, Mr. Yeah. History Guy. I have not seen this show, so. This is wonderful. So let me set the scene here. I'm not, I'm not going to read the whole short story. Uh, but just so you know, uh, we didn't specify a certain date. We just said, into this machine, the death of Adolf Hitler. This mm-hmm. is the point in time we're going to. Mm-hmm. Uh and because we didn't specify a date, it's taking us back to August 13th, 1908, in uh, Vienna, Austria. Pre-World War One. Exactly. So we are looking uh, at this sample. Uh, uh, we haven't gotten the whole program yet, so we're just looking at a sample here. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'm going to run you through Multiversity Scenario 1. All right. Hit me with that sound effect. I was talking about I was going to put one in there. Oh, okay. Anyway, <laughs> so uh, scenario one, the event is Adolf Hitler is killed by a mugging attempt on the steps of the Academy of Fine Arts Vienna. As a result, World War I proceeds, the Weimar Republic proceeds, World War II is delayed until 1948, U.S. drops the, the ap- atomic bomb on Berlin in 1952, and Neil Armstrong is the first man on the moon in 1972. Wait. <laughs> yes? So Hitler dies, and all of a sudden, Germany still goes to war? Yes. <laughs> I, I didn't write this book. I know, I know you didn't, but I'm still disappointed in you. <laughs> Please elaborate. If the Weimar Republic proceeded, then that means there's no totalitarian 
regime takeover, which means that Germany doesn't build a military because that's a part of the conditions, I think, after World War One. Okay. So, so you're saying and Japan? Yeah. I mean, Japan would probably be a lot bigger country <laughs> because nobody would stop them unless they took the Philippines. So the United States and Japan might have gone to war. Interesting. But, but nobody else would have like joined that fight. Maybe China, but like mm-hmm. Russia wouldn't. Well, they they did say that uh, World War Two did proceed. Mm-hmm. So all that happened, but the bombs were dropped instead on Germany. So it's probably because oh wait I don't know. what so the least likely scenario is the, what they deemed to be the result of and, Hitler dying and note too that World War Two in this scenario is pushed back it starts in forty eight and ends in fifty two yeah I mean it it can get pushed back but the thing is is that World World War Two doesn't like the the Pacific War would probably happen the Pacific Theater but. The war in Europe doesn't start unless in 39 Germany attacks Poland. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> so, so I, I guess you're saying is that with no Hitler, there is no Blitzkrieg. Yeah, because they don't have a military. Because he's the one who decided to break the rules and build a military. Interesting. And, and, that, that, and that decision was made just by him, not like made by other people too? Uh, he's, he's a totalitarian. Technically, he was elected as chancellor, and then he assumed like full powers of the government. Gotcha. Essentially, and then put a bunch of his buddies around him in offices. Gotcha. But yeah, I mean, it, like Germany may have had it wouldn't have been anything that like it would have been comparable to Poland. Like I think I'm pretty sure I'm pretty sure that a part of the treaty that followed World War One was that Germany um, was not to make a military. Interesting. Yeah. And then, because if you don't have, because Hitler was like a, a big picture vision guy. Yeah. So if, like, no, they wouldn't have had like kind of the, like the foresight almost, mm-hmm. not to try and like I feel like that might be a bad word because it makes it seem like he was a, you know, I, he was an incredibly clever person. Yeah. Very manipulative. Like, like, like he kind of embodies evil genius. Like yeah. that kind of word. Actually, you know? yeah. So, like, he wouldn't, I don't think anybody in Germany would have had the foresight to, like, okay, we'll build this military, then we'll attack Poland with Russia so that we don't have to worry about Russia at first. Then we'll go get, you know, like uh, the Netherlands, Belgium, France, all of those. Mm hmm. And then we'll go down into, like, uh, Austria, Czech Republic, Romania, you know. Like, who – I don't think they would have had the, the foresight. Gotcha. You know, I, I just don't think that turns out the same way. And I think that – I think that the Pacific Theater would definitely proceed. But, yeah, I don't know. But next scenario. <laughs> so, next scenario. Uh, again – not making this up off the top of my head. Yeah, yeah. Reading from script. Yeah. So don't make fun of me. Uh, Adolf Hitler, this is scenario number two. Adolf Hitler is killed by an opium junkie looking for money. Okay. As a result, World War I proceeds. The Weimar Republic proceeds. World War II is averted. Germany and Britain form economic union, declare war in France in 1958. Malcolm Evans is the first man on the moon, 1975. See, that seems much more likely to me. 
Really? <laughs> yeah. So you think that instead of him being killed, like 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 uh, mugged and killed on the steps of the you know the art institute, him being killed by an opium junkie creates a more ideal future. Uh, yes, because you avert World War Two, mm-hmm. which means that you avert. Dude, I don't even know. You're pushing almost. You're getting into the high tens of millions <laughs> when yeah. you, when you start talking World War Two. So you avert that. Um, I think if you, yeah, I mean, you averting World War One would be the ideal, or World War Two. Obviously, averting World War One would be an ideal scenario too. But yeah, but but given these scenarios, it's kind of unrealistic because like the alliances were so tight and complex and. In, in the for the first world war yeah 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 um that that would happen regardless of hitler's death because i think he was just a foot soldier yeah it makes sense fighting for the bavarian army because he wasn't able to the austro-hungarians deemed him unfit for service oh really yeah i didn't know that i think i think it was a physical thing oh, okay the, it's like bones the austro-hungarians didn't mess around dude those really? are some tough dudes. Well, yeah. I mean, th- aren't these the same guys that had, like, they put just wings on horses and, like, lit them on fire? No, that's the Polish. Oh, the Polish. The Polish right. saved the Austrians from the Ottoman Turks. Damn. Yeah. That's still pretty badass. That's crazy to think about. The Ottoman Empire laid siege to uh, Vienna, Austria, like, three times. Really? Yeah. Interesting. See, th- this is why I love having you on the show, man. <laughs> Not by choice, of course, but... Uh, <laughs> The other thing I want to touch on between these first two scenarios is one has World War II, one does not. Yeah. So I guess my question for you is what incited World War II, at least Germany's aggression in World War II? Because based on my interpretation, and mine's just kind of, you know, standard education model, maybe a little bit more in depth, if anything, but it is that Germany had to. I mean, they, they had they wanted that growing space. If, if there's like a German term for it. They, they wanted to expand their the space that they the country physically had, mm-hmm. which gave birth to to Blitzkrieg. Uh, the, the other thing too is that in terms of the inwards aggression and the Holocaust and stuff like that, they were just so in economic turmoil that they needed something to do, something extreme, and someone to blame. So, you think that? I don't think it was something to blame. I think it was just capitalizing on anti-Semitism that was already there. Like, they, they weren't really, like, a scapegoat. It was just everybody in Germany already hated Jewish people, mm-hmm. so somebody suggested that they kill them all, and they were all like, okay. So you, you're saying that without Hitler, though, no one else probably would have capitalized on that? I don't think there would have been a Holocaust without yeah. Hitler because he's— like, there would have been rife anti-Semitism in Europe and yeah. in the world. Probably, from a social perspective, a lot more anti-Semitism than there is today because there wouldn't have been an almost extinction-type mm-hmm. event, you know, yeah. for them. And there wouldn't have been, you know, the kind of support systems and groups that have been built out of, you know, those events of the Holocaust to try and uphold the Jewish community and support them. I mean, dude, we're talking Israel probably wouldn't even be a state. Yeah, you're right, because um, that came out of World War II, right? Yeah. This is what's curious, is they say World War II. What I'm curious about is they say World War II happened, but they don't say if the Holocaust happened or not. Interesting. Because the, the 
when you imply war, there's a difference between war and genocide. Yeah. So the Holocaust is the genocide, mm-hmm. and World War Two is like Battle of the Bulge, Iwo Jima, like yeah. that kind of stuff. I, I assume the author is just clumping them together here, okay. like making them inseparable, because when you think World War Two, you think Holocaust, even though they're yeah. not, like you said, directly related. Right. Uh, the other point I want to touch on, too, is uh, Germany and Britain's economic union and then subsequent declaring war on France. In uh, Yeah, that, that, that wouldn't surprise me. Really? Including, like, declaring war on France? Uh, France and Britain were – did not necessarily get along for ever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, until, like, the uh, late 19th century, early 20th century. Mm-hmm. So uh, Germany – or not Germany, Britain and France going to war for the, yeah. like, the 40th time uh-huh. <laughs> wouldn't have surprised me. <laughs> so if, if Germany just walked up to Britain and was like, I'm not, I'm not going to do the German accent, I was considering it. Well, like, Britain would be the proposer in that situation. So Britain's like, hey, Germany, like, I see you eyeballing these, these French guys over here. No. Like, I heard if you blow on them, they'll wave a white flag and we'll win. They'd probably be like, hey, Germany, so you know how we screwed you over with the Treaty of Versailles? Yeah. So here's all of these new trade deals, okay, and then you can build a military. Yeah. As long as you attack France from that side, and then we'll cross the English Channel and take Paris. Yeah, sounds like a great idea. Let's yeah. Do. So that's that's probably how it would go down. Interesting. Well, I think that covers scenario two. Yeah. We're going to three. Three is Adolf Hitler is killed by a runaway horse-drawn wagon filled with bratwurst. <laughs> Uh, the fourth such fatality in Vienna in six days. <laughs> oh, no. As a result, Vienna passes uh, a tough horse-drawn vehicles law, prompting the quick acceptance of automobiles. Uh-huh. Austria becomes the automotive industrial powerhouse of the world. <laughs> world War I proceeds. Germany and uh, – this is Germany and blank. Allies uh, – oh, sorry. Germany and allies uh, win thanks to technological advances – the 30s worldwide depression is averted. Willy Brandt, first man on the moon, 1958. Whoa. So think See, about that's, that. That's interesting because that's that's something that's very like those little domino effects. Yeah. Totally happens. Mm-hmm. Wow. So that's, so think about this. Very you know, interesting. I'm not saying like steampunk or anything like, like science fiction, but like Vienna adopts these, you know, like – Cars, excuse me, cars, tanks, all that fun stuff. Maybe not fun stuff, but mm-hmm. all of those, like, uh, you know, automotive uh, bits of technology, and that single-handedly helps them win the war. I mean, you saw them, how important, like, tanks were in World War One, World War Two, mm-hmm. Like, like the uh, technological advancement oftentimes uh, was decisive in, declaring what tactics were used on the battlefield. Yeah. I so. mean, the definitely. So here's the thing. When you talk about World War One, it's much more complicated because if Austria has more advances in technology, that definitely would have helped them. I, I um, unfortunately, I don't have internet. I was trying to pull up. Um, Encyclopedia Britannica has a chart where it shows forces mobilized and then casualties and soldiers killed gotcha. and all those things. I believe it's of 92% of 
of all of the forces that Austria-Hungary mobilized in World War One became mm-hmm. casualties. Damn. So, and that's, I think it was almost 10 million soldiers. Mm-hmm. Um, Russia mobilized like 16 million and they lost like 79% or something like that. Damn. Um, France got their cheeks beat too. Yeah, but that's so, France. <laughs> but I don't know why people dog France. They're, they're fantastic military might until they got unlucky. <laughs> until they didn't. Yeah. Um, but, uh. Yeah, so I wonder if the casualties on the Eastern Front, because that was the biggest thing for Austria-Hungary, yeah. was the dealing with the Italians and then dealing with the, the Russians. Because um, the Ottomans were already dealing with the British on their own shores. Gotcha. You know, so, yeah. Uh, that's really interesting. I, I That one. What, what do you think? Possible? Uh, oh, it's it's totally possible. I think it's totally possible, but um, at the same time, yeah, I think Austria would have had the means to produce. This is a pretty big empire, Austria-Hungarian Empire, so mm-hmm. they would have had the land. Um, man, production. And I see you like crunching there's like all, factors. Well, because there's all kinds of little scenarios and stuff. Like, I mean, like if there's like uh, if Archduke Franz Ferdinand goes to broker a trade deal instead of riding through the streets, yeah, then there's no catalyst for the war. Yeah, I mean the war. I mean, actually, granted, never mind, because the war would have happened regardless yeah, of him the, dying. The, the, but, the tension was there, but yeah. in terms of that explosive, it was an excuse like, for yeah. Austria-Hungary to be like, "We're going to annex everything." <laughs> See this? And this the, is mine now. <laughs> then they lost. <laughs> um, it's I, it, it's like as a kid, do you remember like when like like I don't know maybe at like birthday parties or hanging out with your friends like if you licked like a piece of food like that was yours like <laughs> you grab like tons of pizza or cupcakes that applies like, now what do you mean oh yeah anytime university's got free food I just go in there put put my tongue on like a sweet roll or something I'm like that's me this is mine <laughs> and then that's what that Austria Hungary did they just like like hey I see you they over tried there. to do that with Italy and with uh, Russia just just like a kiss on the cheek this is mine it's now. mine now. and Tsar Nicholas was like no <laughs> what what do you mean <laughs> Um, okay. Yeah, I really like three. I think that one's really interesting and thought-provoking. All right, well, I'm glad you thought that now because they only get worse from here. Oh, really? Uh, <laughs> so, number oh, four. No. Jesus Christ, just reading this out loud. Uh, Adolf Hitler is killed by multiple knife wounds by a jealous gay lover who thinks his boyfriend is cheating on him with Hitler, who, in fact, is totally innocent and hasn't had sex with any sort of any sort in months, much less gay Viennese sex. As a result, the trial of Felix von Weingartner, director of the Vienna Opera, and his closeted murdering gay lover in question shocks and delights Viet- Viennese. I keep saying Vietnamese. It shocks and delights Viennese society. Hitler's watercolors, formerly unsellable, become a hot commodity on the auction uh, before the novelty wears off. Hitler's sister uh, is awarded a settlement. World War I proceeds. Germany and uh, and allies win. The 30s depression is not averted. Uh, Verlet flu wipes out uh, 38% of the European population, so second bubonic plague. Uh, <laughs> and the U.S. becomes the world power. John Glenn, first man on the moon, 1956. Hold on a second. So there's a lot to unpack there. Uh, I highly recommend watching the short uh, story on Netflix. Explain that a little bit better. But, uh, um, yeah. <laughs> so this... 
The second bubonic plague, you said that happened in the 30s? Yes. Penicillin gets invented in 28. Well, I'm saying that <laughs> the, 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 it's not the bubonic plague. Uh, I said in terms of scale. Oh, a second. Like, well, I mean, this, this, the uh, the swine flu already went through during World... Uh, more people died from the swine flu during World War One than died in World War One. Interesting. Yeah. Didn't know that. Yeah. <laughs> it was a huge issue. Damn. <laughs> um, that's, that provoked a lot of medical um, advancements. So, uh, so breaking the scenario down, <laughs> there is a lot, and uh, I will... We'll kind of, you know, hover over the... So as far as... The Hitler's paintings, you know, rising in value, his sister gets a settlement and stuff like that. I'll I'll take this bit by bit, okay? Okay. So first thing I want to say, uh, the Hitler and paintings thing doesn't really matter. Like, they only love an artist when he's dead. Yeah. So so we'll move on from that. What was the next historical event that happens? Uh, So in terms of actual history, that maybe matters. Uh, World War One still proceeds. Okay. I think we can agree on that at this point. It's just going to happen. Uh, Germany and the Allies win. Germany and the Allies win? Oh, it's Germany and Allies win. Oh, so Germany Germany's and Allies. allies. <laughs> like, Germany's not a central power in this scenario? Someone flipped. Uh, <laughs> they pulled in Italy. Germany. Germany's like Austria. Austria was like Germany. It's you and me versus them, and Germany said, "No, you." <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> but uh, so that happens. Uh, the '30s depression is not averted. So the depression between the two world wars. Okay. Which I, I guess is fine. I mean, like, not my call. <laughs> uh, we have that flu that wipes out the population. Okay. That probably unavoidable. U.S. becomes a world power. That's great because I assume probably World War II would still be around, you know. U.S. gets to... So with the United States, the United States doesn't really become... The United States... This is my opinion. Okay. (laughs) Um, The United States was a Pacific power. Okay. Prior to... um, uh, I would say a Pacific and a Caribbean power. Gotcha. Prior to World War One, um, the whole idea that um, of getting into the First World War, I think, was to be at, to have a seat at the table of yeah. negotiation. Yeah. Um, because they're trying to advance the United States' uh, kind of clout in the world. Gotcha. You know, um, and I think World War One and World War Two, World War One kind of opened the door, and then yeah. World War Two cemented that. Gotcha. So I think the United States would be, I don't know, because the United States didn't have like a mil until World War Two. The United States did not have the military necessarily that, like the military might would have been Britain, mm-hmm. because the United States expeditionary. That's what the I think that's what the army was called. I'm pretty sure when they fought in World War One was the yeah. expeditionary force. Damn. <laughs> These are like the the guys who like the generation of soldiers before them like took out the Native Americans and uh-huh. fought in the Spanish American War. Up until then, they had nothing else. To yeah, to. yeah. So they're fighting like really, you know, like sophisticated yeah. a- enemies in World War One. Um, but obviously, Germany and Austria are just so weak by the time that America arrives. That is just like, as are France and Britain. I mean, gotcha. realistically, there was not much going on. The Star Spangled Banner plays violently in the background. <laughs> oh no. 
Come here. here. Come here, you. Germany probably shouldn't have sent that telegram to Mexico, but. Uh oh. I think that would be. Oh, I would. Do they talk about that in any of these scenarios? We'll see. Okay. All right. Well, you want you want to move on to yeah. The next? Let's move on to the next one. So, looking at scenario number five, Hitler is killed by suffocation when inexplicably encased in an enormous block of unflavored gelatin. Okay. Uh, again, the stuff writes itself. It's actually just history. Okay. Uh, as a result, Hitler is only a random test subject uh, for a gelatin encasing weapon developed by the Russian aristocracy from technology pulled out of a spaceship that caused the uh, Tunguska event of June 30th, 1908. The GEW subsequently used uh, to assassinate enemies of Tsar Nicholas I, then world leaders. Uh, so, so, so the, this weapon is used to uh, assassinate uh, the enemies of, of Nicholas II and world leaders in general. World War I begins as uh, Franz Ferdinand is spontaneously encased in gelatin while riding uh, in 1911 Graf and Stiff Roy de Blue <laughs> tour. Oh, that, that's a lot of words I can't say. Uh, and, and the young Bosnian just claims credit for that. Uh, world War I subsequently ends in 1915 when the entire German divisions uh, are gelatinized. Uh, Russia becomes a sole superpower. Vladimir Putin, first man on the moon, 1988. Next scenario. <laughs> are, we, are we just skipping over that one? <laughs> there's nothing. I, dude, that's in your wheelhouse. There's no more historical context for me. They, they only go downhill from here, Max. Uh, are you serious? Well, okay, so let's go try. Through, let's go through the rest, and then we'll, if they're all like that, then we'll come up with our own scenario. Oh, Okay. Let's try and redeem this real quick, though, because would Russia have any, like, desire to take out, like, enemies of Tsar Nicholas II and world leaders in general? No. So you'd you think he's, he'd want to keep the peace and stuff like that? He wouldn't want to just... Tsar Nick, one of Tsar Nicholas's best friends prior to World War I is Germany's uh, Kaiser, Kaiser Wilhelm. Oh, really? They called each other Willie and Nicky. I believe. Okay, that's, that's cute as hell. That's how close. Yeah, well, that's how close they were. Interesting. Um, they're very good friends, and um, uh, that's what a lot of people consider to be one of the, um, mm-hmm. one one of the things that was most interesting about the war. Yes, yeah. because they tried to figure it out. They really did. Like they tried to talk to each other. Yeah. And communicate, but it just didn't end up working out. You know. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh. Yeah, so I don't think Russia would I don't think they would have had the means to Russia still had serfs, I think, <laughs> like oh, really? prior to World War 1, so I, uh-huh. especially during that time when we're assuming Hitler is assassinated by a gelatin gun. Yeah. Um yeah, so I think Russia's still trying to modernize, but they weren't trying to modernize for military purposes necessarily. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Even if there are gelatin weapons, I don't know if I'm buying that. Well, I think the other thing to, to consider, too, is that in this scenario, Russia replaces the U.S. as the powerhouse. Yeah. Uh, because the U.S. has no need to be involved in World War One. it is seems. Is Russia not a powerhouse? Well, I'm saying that, that it replaces U.S. as that, like, you know, violently playing the national anthem in the background as you're, you know, going through and just slaughtering people, right? Oh, because, that's Because inter- World War One here ends in 1915. So hold on, I think they messed up. How so? If Tsar Nicholas II has access to this weapon and he's murdering 
of his political enemies. Yeah. Bolshevik revolution doesn't happen. Okay. There's no the first rev- the first Russian revolution doesn't happen in which he's imprisoned and then the Bolshevik revolution doesn't happen after that where they kill him. Okay. So Russia stays an empire like monarchy type Damn. deal, which means there's no communist Russia. Uh-huh. How does Vladimir Putin get on the moon? Well, I mean, he's still born. <laughs> he's just not, you know. KGB. The, yeah, he's just not the. Yeah, Vladimir well, Putin. I mean, here's the thing is, would Russia have an interest in getting to the moon if. Yeah, I, I don't know. <laughs> well, also, the gelatin gun really scrambled my brain. Also worth noting, too, Man on the Moon happens in 88, so much later oh, okay. than yeah. usual. So All it right. kind of explains okay. that lack in progress. You know, they probably saw the U.S. doing it. And they're like, oh, that's kind of cute. Like, you know, we might as well. Yeah. Uh, so moving on, scenario number six. Uh, again, these only go downhill. Uh, Hitler is killed by a bullet wound in crossfire between time-traveling anti-Nazis sent back to kill him and time-traveling Nazis sent back to prevent his assassination. So we got Nazis on one side, anti-Nazis on one side. Uh, he's killed in the crossfire. Uh, as a result, uh, this casualty loop annihilates time and space surrounding Vienna, knocking everyone in the city back to 1528 and the eve of the first Turkish siege uh, as the 20th century. You good? <laughs> oh, no. <laughs> All right. The, uh, the Seljuks are here. <laughs> it's, it's, it's like one of those, like, Smash Bros. Let, like, like, the Seljuks join the fight. <laughs> Da, 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 da. I don't actually know. I think it's, I think, no, they're the Ottoman Turks, not the Celtics, but, oh, okay. um, yeah. So, uh, can the you... Ottoman Empire joins the fight. <laughs> so, uh, moving forward, as the 20th century Viennese used their, histo- their historical knowledge to help the 16th century Viennese, the time-traveling pro-Viennese forces appear and fight a pitched battle with time-traveling pro-Ottoman forces, pushing everyone back again to 1955. Sorry, 955, not 1955. Mm-hmm. So we're going to 955 okay. uh, at the Battle of Lechfeld, uh, when time-traveling pro-Magyar forces or, or Magyar forces show up. They're then slaughtered by everyone else. Uh, you know, because they're tired of the time-traveling crap, mm-hmm. uh, thereby ending this casualty loop. Vienna becomes a world power. Uh, Henry uh, Jameis Yargismat, whatever, something like that. First man on the moon, 1155. On to the next. Yeah. <laughs> uh, moving on. <laughs> 1155. Okay, I, I guess... That's it, pretty funny. Yeah, I, I won't is, lie. That's... I... I I uh, thoroughly enjoyed that one because yeah I mean I mean I guess like the 19th or 20th centuries pu- pushed back to the 10th century I guess so. yeah all right hey, I see you yawning over there we got a podcast dude. I'm sorry you shaped the hell up okay, <laughs> okay. Uh, scenario number seven Adolf Hitler is killed by a marathon fornication session with six Vietnamese or sorry Viennese prostitutes. Uh, is, are you sure v, are, are you sure Vietnam's not the world power? Like Hanoi's not the world power? No, no, no. I, I, I assure you I'm just <laughs> awful. Okay. Uh, so as a result, the prostitutes are arrested, uh, and they reveal a libidinous time tra- – or they're revealed as libidinous time travelers from a very sexy future in which the Viennese uh, and their futuristic ways of astro-pleasure uh, 
are taught to the rest of the world. Is this uh, author Austrian? Uh, no idea. Uh, Janine uh, Lindenmulder is the first woman on the moon, 1996. So in this scenario, the world is now sexy. And that is all. And then women on the moon. So, all right. <laughs> first of all, it's a progressive future. Look at that. First woman on the moon, not first man. Mm-hmm. I'm also pretty sure in the animation, not to give much away, everyone's dressed up in, like, latex suits and stuff like that, and, like, boobies are flying everywhere, but, so keep that in mind, it's not a PG show. Like, uh, it's, uh, what's it called, um, yeah. what's the one that Harrison Ford is in? What do you, what do you mean, the one that he's the in? futuristic. Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> no! <laughs> The futuristic Ryan movie. Ryan Gosling is in it now. Okay, well, you could have said that. Yeah. I, I have no what idea. What movie is that? You know, you know it. Uh, no, I, I don't watch many movies, dude. No, you know what it is. It's uh, I, I said Star Wars. So Ryan don't. Gosling. Shut up. <laughs> Ryan Gosling is. Yeah. Oh, what is the movie called? You know, someone's gonna like. We're gonna be like listening to this retrospectively, and someone's yeah. gonna be like, "You fuckers!" Like, like, come on. I know that movie. Yeah, probably. All well, right. guess what? If you know the movie, tell us, you fucker. Tell us while we're right here in this in this podcast studio. Go back in time. DM us. Change history, and change this time. Collapse us back to like the fucking 15th century North America, so we can make the Native Americans a world power, and we'll go take we'll go colonize Europe. <laughs> okay. Quick side note, right? Oh my god, I just hit the microphone. Uh, quick side note. I absolutely love the. Uh, the the game if you heard it's like Sid Meier's Civilization, if have you heard of that? It's like a computer game where you're uh, the game Civilization. Yeah, yeah. Okay, absolutely love that game. Mm-hmm. Just because when they pick what world leaders like a country will be led by, they have it from all over the place. So yeah. you'll have like George Washington mm-hmm. for the U.S., yep. and then you also have like Shaka for the Zulus, mm-hmm. and like. Just because it's a game, you have them existing at the exact same time. <laughs> and I think that's the best the best thing I in the world. I think that's great. So you have, like, Gandhi is dropping nukes on Shaka, yeah. who has the best Air Force Gandhi's in the world. He's dropping nukes on Shaka. Okay, seriously, though? Like, get this. Shaka's got a whole fleet of F-35s just... <laughs> okay, it's built into the game that India, in that game, is the most likely to drop nukes. Gandhi is known as, like, a nuclear, like, superpower in that game. That's crazy. But it's just, I, I bring it up, too, because Civiliz- you can play as two different uh, Native American, like, civilizations. Yeah. And I, I think it's the Shoshone and the, oh, who's the other tribe? I can't think. Iroquois? Uh, maybe. I think it might be them, yeah. And, like, just to have them... Because, again, the leaders don't change, like, what they're wearing, right? So yeah. you just kind of see, like, the same civilization. Yeah. Again, fighting, like, I think, like, Bismarck is one of the leaders, too, in Civ. Yeah. And so, like, you see the Native Americans fighting Otto von Bismarck. Yeah. And then in the game, two centuries later, they have, like, penicillin and, like, World War II era, like, rifles and stuff like that. Mm-hmm. Still fighting, like, the Germans. And, yeah. like, when you look at, like, the world leader for – or the, the country leader for the, the Native American tribes, it's just, like, they're hanging out. There's still buffalo grazing in the background and stuff like <laughs> it that. It was, like, Japan in the early 20th century. So oh, they, yeah, I guess they modernize right. 
their military and their industry, and then the socially just kind of yeah stays the same. <laughs> Interesting. All right, well, we can move on to the next scenario. Yeah, let's do it. All right, so this is the last one. This this is scenario number eight. Uh, in this scenario, Adolf Hitler is killed by vaporization uh, when a meteor is, hits oh. him square in the head. I thought you were going to say when a vape god... <laughs> A vape god descends just like, from the heavens. Just a little puff of smoke it's in that, space. It's that cloud chucker like. Bro. And Hitler was, just gets sucked up into it. That cloud was so fat. It went back in time and sucked up Hitler. Fatty ghost, bro. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's like 50 Nick. <laughs> His uh, Nick level's over 9,000. <laughs> Go watch. If you haven't seen the Cody Co. review of Maddie Smokes, go watch it. It's oh fantastic. My. Catch up. Pause the podcast. You are excused right now. Come back when you've done your own. <laughs> right. His neck level is... <laughs> His neck level is over 9,000! Oh, oh, so you're back from watching that video? What would you think? Think us later, okay? <laughs> Leave a comment. Drop us a DM. Uh, Drop so anyway, a DM. <laughs> yeah, please slide into my DMs. Uh, as long as you're saying pictures of your dog. Oh, she won't like that. <laughs> as I said, as long as you're saying pictures of your dog. There's the asterisk up there. No, there's, an no, there's not. Stop it. The overlord is bearing right. down. <laughs> we're we're going to take a second to, to take a step back here. I feel like every... I'm going to premise this. I love my girlfriend very much. I know she's listening right now, too, which is why I'm going to get He's a text. He's a liar. <laughs> I, I guarantee you I'm going to get a text when I get to the spot in the podcast. <laughs> and, and what's going to happen is we, we, you've been giving her a shit, and you've been making me give her a shit. Every time on this podcast, and I'm in the doghouse because of it. So you know what? She's a lovely woman. I love her very much. I wouldn't have been with her this long if I didn't like her that much. He's giggling off the mic while he's saying this. Don't put, don't put actions. <laughs> <laughs> don't put actions in my mouth, man. I don't need this. It's like, I don't know. I, I feel like that, that YouTube clip where it's like, I love you. And I miss you. And <laughs> oh, we're putting that sound clip in there. Nope. Uh, I'm also not making promises because I might forget. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, oh, my God. What, what were we even saying? Anyway, love her very much. You're an asshole for, for making me sound like a bad boyfriend here. But, yeah, it's okay. I'll get, I'll get a text either way. Yep. All right. Swinging it back to the scenario. We're talking about the results from this vaporization uh, by vape cloud. Uh, in this scenario, Hitler is, uh, th- there is no noticeable historical change to arise from this event at all. However, as the meteor uh, is a precursor to a massive asteroid cruising towards Earth, human history only had 22 hours, 16 minutes, and, uh, and a couple seconds uh, to develop from that point uh, before being just totally obliterated, Uh, humanity is wiped out along with Hitler, and 93% of all species uh, are are also killed. A society of rats rises and falls, society of frogs rises and falls, a society of pill bugs rises and falls, squids rises and sticks, uh, I'm not going to be able to pronounce this, uh, is the first squid to uh, land on the moon in 2,973,000, and. 412. I like that. I like that scenario a lot. Okay. Because, you know, it's definitely possible that if we were gone, other 
organisms would arise and form civilization. I don't know about frogs. I don't know about was it pill bugs? Yeah, pill bugs. Um, and there was one more. What was it Society of Dolphins? It, it was the rats first. Oh, that's right. Uh, and then squids is the one that sticks. And and worth noting too, uh, when when they say rise and fall, they elaborate on this in the Netflix short story. Uh, they're pr- they're talking about how the, the rat civilization will rise to the level of society that we have right now, yeah. and then nuke each other, causing just 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 an extinction. Yeah, and then the next civilization rises and does the same thing. Yes. The but the squids same. figure it out. They don't nuke each other. Yeah, no. Squids are like, yeah, man, that, that's that's cool. Let, let's not nuke each other. I mean, it takes them like, you know, two million and a half years, but... That's crazy. They get there. That's awesome. And, sir, that's the last scenario. Oh, wow. So, what did you think? I think a lot of these scenarios are really cool. I think they had a lot of fun with some of them, too. Um, and... Uh, Clearly, like, I don't know, somebody had some some type of drug. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, I, I mean, granted, first of all, it's a writer. Yeah. This wasn't done totally sober. Yeah. Uh, but but no, Can you attest to that as a writer? <laughs> no, I'm a journalist. Uh, oh, there, there's a difference. Oh, sure. we, are, we are the impoverished version of writers. Okay. Uh, anyway, so, I mean, uh, granted, this was meant to, like, play with, like, the butterfly effect. You know? Yeah. That one small event leads to a Travis much larger Scott. event. Yeah. <laughs> Is that the right song? No, maybe. Well, fuck it. I'll, I'll throw it in there. No promises. Though. <laughs> You're gonna throw a butterfly effect. Yeah, hell yeah, dude. I do what I want. This is our podcast, man. Uh, but, Respect. But, but won't lie. Editing episode seven, I like listen to it twice because I'm like, fuck. If I miss a song, because we were singing all that podcast, dude. I'm like, if I if I miss throwing a sound effect or like a song in there, then people are gonna comment and stuff like that. What were we singing? In? Oh, I, I forgot it. I edited it like a while ago, but we were singing like Stacy's mom or something like that. Or oh, no, Stacy's right. mom was in one episode in G minor. Yeah, in G minor. I don't know what that means. Don't. <laughs> I never understood the math of <laughs> sound. The math of sound. You sound like the one dude who has a ponytail and like an acoustic guitar who's like playing in the quad. Like like, hey, here's Wonderwall and C sharp. There's numbers in the waves. <laughs> All around you. The one thing I do know, though, is there's a G string on the guitar, and that's fun to finger. Oh, come on! D- don't don't give me that. That's the one guitarist joke that like. <laughs> <laughs> Moving on. Uh, so that takes us to not the end of the podcast. We still have ten minutes left, dude. I know. And uh, you said that you wanted to add your own scenario, correct? What you think would be. Historically plausible? Yeah, well... <coughs> oh, my God, stop. Uh, I, sorry. I, anyway, I, I mean, it's I'm totally up to you. boy. If not, I mean, I'd like to give a shout-out to some of our viewers real quick. I would, I would love it if you gave a shout-out to some of our viewers. Or, I, I guess, listeners is technically the word. Yeah, uh, well, some of them view us in real life. Yeah, no, I, I guess you're right. Hopefully no one's watching right now. <laughs> uh, but, uh, I mean, we'll, we'll take the second to say... Thought Junkie is brought to you by Nick's and Ma- Nick and Max uh, and Grand Valley State University. Uh, so shout out to those guys and that school. Uh, in terms of, of just, you know, giving people some some little promotion here, uh, I know Marshall B. is commenting on our uh, SoundCloud videos. Absolutely love hearing your thoughts. Uh, as with Kyle G., uh, thank you guys both for 
listening, commenting, sending us your thoughts. Y'all some real ones. Uh, Lucas C., he's a good friend of mine on Discord, sending me his thoughts too. He sent me a couple suggestions too. Maybe we'll get around to those and whatnot, but he's, he's a big fan. Uh, I know that uh, one of his comments on the the life in other uh, like other parts of space that we had when we had uh, Mikey on yeah. uh, is he was bummed that we didn't talk about uh, oh what was it uh, he didn't we didn't talk about like the bacteria fossils that we found on Mars which uh, I haven't looked into but that's pretty fucking cool that we found fossils of bacteria on Mars whoa which is indicative you know of, of life and water which it is life <laughs> yeah uh, other shout outs uh, I mean I mean we we don't have you know, like we can't tell who listens to everything unless you comment or reach out. But yeah. I know for a fact I've gotten texts from from Sasha, my girlfriend. Shout out to her, uh, <laughs> because I because uh, I'm not gonna let you twist this and let you ruin this for me, Max. Uh, do you, do you want to reach out to anyone? I, I've been kind of keeping track of all of our socials and whatnot. Uh, I, I um, you know, I just want to thank everybody for their uh, continued support and involvement and. Uh, we really appreciate you guys' feedback, and uh, you guys should drop some more comments, suggestions, DM us with ideas and stuff, you know, what, because, uh, you know, we're doing this, uh, you know, because we think it's a lot of fun, and we would like to hear your guys' thoughts and talk about some of the things that you guys want to hear. I mean, at the end of the day, we're going to keep doing it if we don't get it. Yeah. Any I mean, if none of you listened, then we would still do it. Yeah, but luckily, <laughs> and, and I think I told you this. Recently, we're in the hundreds of views now between our, our episodes. So look at that. Triple digits. We are going somewhere, yeah. yeah. I, I mean, better than single digits, which I expected that we would have. That's awesome, bro. Uh, so yeah, no, handful of episodes in. We're still in single digit episodes. 300 at least uh, different plays in the episodes, which is which is substantial. So That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, when I'll we first that. started, I figured that uh, we would have like a loyal following of like, my roommates. <laughs> yeah. And don't get me wrong, we have that. Yeah. <laughs> but it's so much more. So uh but before we we you know share some final thoughts uh to wrap up this episode, I, I want to say thank you. Uh shameless plug follow us on Twitter, T Junkie Podcast. Uh we, we are not anywhere else. So fuck that. Uh but Max, let's let's wrap this up. Enough what? of the sentimental bullshit. Now we're getting back to business. So we're in Nazi Germany. <laughs> so or, we're leaving Nazi Germany. Okay. No, I, actually, we're on the footsteps of Vienna, right? The footsteps of Vienna? Uh, of the Vienna. Vienna and Austria. Yeah. Or, um, of the Vienna Art Austria. Institute. Oh, God. So we well, just we just talked to some Turks. No, no, no. We're not talking to anyone here. We're oh. sitting there eating some Vienna ice cream. Bratwurst. Yeah, bratwurst. <laughs> on a stick. Italian ice. Yeah. And uh, out out is a, is a little little Viennan boy walking out from the, the Arts Institute. How does he die? Th- this is our boy. If Hitler. we know he's Hitler? Yeah, yeah. We, we, knew, we know he's Hitler. He's got, he's got that mustache. Walk up behind him with a P08 pistol and just... Okay. So I was thinking <laughs> of something more creative. <laughs> uh, I was thinking maybe like, you know, like a big bird, like, eats him. A big or bird. Or, like, you know, may- maybe he... <laughs> Muscular Barney that's been circulating <laughs> circulating the internet. <laughs> Leaps from a building, grabs him, and runs away with him. 
That's how it ends. So 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 he's not killed on the spot, but he's just gone. You don't know what happened. He's Barney just runs into these thick woods <laughs> across from the the VC. <laughs> 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 In the background, the Barney theme song's playing. Oh, I love you. Oh, Max, what the fuck was that? <laughs> he just leapt and he was running. But this bratwurst, this bratwurst, good as hell though. <sighs> oh my god. So. I, I hate to, to take this seriously, but we kind of have to for the purpose of this segment. What proceeds in history? What what would be the, the logical line of thought? The logical line of thought is, is you know, World War One proceeds. World War Two probably doesn't proceed. There's probably some tension, though. So what happens is okay. muscular Barney <laughs> simply takes over the role of of Hitler. <laughs> He adopts, he absorbs him, therefore he <laughs> absorbs his ideas and his mind, which means that when you see the, <laughs> if, we, if, we could, if we could video Photoshop let, in let, black and white muscular Barney's head onto all of Hitler's speeches, that's what it would look like. With the mustache too? <laughs> yes. Okay, so now you guys have the image in your head. We're all on the same page here. And, and so nothing changes in history. Muscular Barney becomes a totalitarian leader and does all of the same atrocities <laughs> and uh, does all the same things. And now it's just hysterical because it's Barney. Yep. Granted, I, I guess the only change would be that there's no Barney TV show. Like, like for kids. No, that's like his great-great-grandson. Oh, okay. That's it's like him. how Mussolini's granddaughter was fighting with Jim Carrey on, yeah, uh, yeah. on Twitter. So so this is like his great-grandson trying to like redeem the family line. Like, By hey. saying, I love you. you. Yeah. <laughs> when, when <laughs> really, muscular Barney was just like, oh! <laughs> just making speeches. Like, like hey, we're, we're not all bad Barneys, you know? <laughs> like, there, there, there are some good ones sometimes. And, and I love you, you love me. That's right. So that is our truth. Uh, I won't lie, though. When, when you first gave this scenario, I just kind of, like, pictured, like, Frankenstein. Like, like, have you read, like, the OG Frankenstein book? Like, Mary Shelley's Frankenstein. Like, did you have to read that for school? No. So Frankenstein's, like, way more, like, uh... Like, like uh, mentally developed than he is in like, like pop culture now. Like now yeah. he's just kind of yeah. like a dummy. Yeah, but like like back then he had like huge emotions and stuff like that. Like he was really complex, right? Yeah. So I'm picturing like Barney's like that, right? So he's like leaping out of the woods, swoops up Hitler like in his arms, like swaddling him like a baby. Uh, because you know, no, he, he doesn't swaddle him like a baby. He takes his strong, massive hand with a muscular forearm places it on the back of young Hitler's neck and yanks him over his shoulder and leaps away with him. Like, okay. not, like, runs away. Like, just like 10 feet leaps. per, like, bound. Yeah. Like, floor, like, shattering as he steps. Yeah, yep. So, it doesn't matter how he picks him up, but it, in my mind, this is my interpretation of, of, of your scenario, he's, like, sitting down with him in, like, a cave, but the cave's, like, fully furnished, right? Mm-hmm. Got like a little fireplace, some nice carved tables. 
he got some stew on the fire. Mm-hmm. Uh, he sits down. He's about to like, you know, absorb Hitler. But so, like you said, that Barney does. So Adolf. <laughs> Is that his voice? <laughs> can, I, can I hear that again? Do you know why I've brought you here? Well, why is that, Daddy? <laughs> we're doing role play now. Uh, <laughs> yeah, you were saying. I wish to adopt your essence. <laughs> but why? <laughs> <laughs> oh my God! So, so <laughs> but but literally, I, I'm picturing that kind of of conversation where he's like sitting on like Big Barney's lap. <laughs> Like a teenager. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but Barney's huge, dude. Oh my god. Barney's like ten foot at least. No, Bar- no, 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 not ten foot. Not something astronomical. Barney's built. You know who Zion Williamson is? Yeah. Barney's built like Zion, just like six seven and just like, 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 like three hundred pounds of muscle. Just a unit. <laughs> yeah, an absolute unit. So he's sitting on like Barney's lap, right? And he's like, "Your time has come." Uh, and and actually, I think it'd be better if if uh, Barney sounded like Idris Elba. <laughs> <sighs> Man, we're going down the rabbit hole here. <laughs> Regardless of who he sounds like, right? He goes, he goes, hey, hey, your your time has come. And Hitler like looks up at him with like big like cat eyes, and he's like, but why? <laughs> and Barney's like, you know what? You will live here with me. <laughs> Barney, he looks up to him and he goes, was I a good boy? And Barney goes, no, I'm told you were the worst. <laughs> the brought worst. So thanks for listening to the Dog Chunky Podcast. <laughs> oh my God, we, we can't end it with that, man. That, the, but uh, I guess I guess the, the fallout for the, the rest of history would just be, you know, Hitler's taken out of the picture. Probably people are looking for Barney. He'd be like the new Bigfoot, yeah. you know, like looking throughout the Alps and whatnot. Probably the Alps. <laughs> yeah, I don't know the Alps or the woods or whatever. <laughs> I, I'm I'm not geography boy. I just know that like geography boy. I just know that Vienna is like Austria. Austria is kind of close to the Alps, you know. <laughs> right. Uh. I don't know about that one. So thanks for listening to the Dodge <laughs> Podcast. It's been a pleasure to be with you. Oh no, no. But uh <laughs> but but no. Makes sense. I follow your logic, but just Hitler taken out of the picture and we probably like, you know, when we're looking through for like old civilizations or something like that, or like some kids just walk through the woods, they yeah. find like Barney's cave with like Hitler's remains or like I guess old ass Hitler would be what they'd find. Like him yeah. like in like a rocking chair with a long mustache instead of a long beard. Mm-hmm. And that would be that. Yeah. So on that note, we're gonna ski daddle. Oh yeah. No, I I have to I have to pee. Okay. Yeah. So uh, thank you for listening to the Thought Junkie podcast. Yeah. Uh, as a reminder, Twitter T Junkie podcast. We release podcasts every Friday, from our minds to your ears. This has been Thought Junkie podcast. Shoelaces. Sure